0: Hi y'all, this is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty LuPone. This is Lynn manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of Musicals with Cheese. It's Kickstarter Friday and we're going to be talking about our Kickstarter for the film Daughters of the Domino. And joining me is my co-writer of this film, Nathan Keelan. Say hello, Nathan. Hello. Now, a lot of folks on this podcast are used to like repeat people, people from the theater community. You are a complete stranger to them. So if you could just introduce yourself, how do you know me and all that?
1: Oh. well i'm nathan mm-hmm. i went to wayne state university um hey. which is how i know jesse yeah so we met in a film class we had a few film classes but yeah. the first time i noticed you like if you were showing a rough cut of i think it's called the urn
0: no it couldn't have been that um you are incorrect
1: nathan it wasn't or it was i remember the content it was starring miranda yeah and she spilled her grandmother's urn in a toilet Yes, and but... was cleaning it, was was hiding the evidence or cleaning it up. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. There's <laughs> something like that. Um, That did happen. And it was in that class that you were in, but we actually worked together first in our first project, which was where you had to like, it was basic like coolish or basic like in-camera editing where you at, were late to class. Oh, and that was our that... first project together. Um, I forgot that
1: we did that together too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I remember that specifically because it was like the first time we paired up, and you just kind of looked at me and were like in the trench coat a bit much. That was it. That was your first words to me, really? <laughs> yes, because <laughs> it was oh. really cold it was un- it's Detroit in the winter,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it wind everywhere. <sighs> um that word so... <laughs> sticks out to me and um not to just do wayne state stories but i do look there's one do you remember we were in another we got paired together mm-hmm. and our friend katie was in it yes which i mentioned that'll be relevant in a second and this guy whose name i don't remember who was really quiet and kind of like mysterious but then remember he was like filming the footage for like the project and when we got back all he had done was like filmed katie oh What? Yeah, It's like all just close-ups of her like while we were like doing video planning and stuff because he's supposed to be like oh here's a possible location you know here's a possible location but it was all just like footage of her (laughs) and and then so everyone was understandably a little unsettled (laughs) and then um we got paired with him again for the next project which was uh the montage project but I remember because you project. and I think Savannah what's her name was in the group and me and the the guy whose name I don't remember the guy who filmed Katie I remember all three of us immediately kind of like took charge and didn't let <laughs> him near the camera and told him that, like he was
0: the actor in
1: this one
0: yeah yes those are are my strong
1: early memories of working with you
0: (laughs) yes and I feel like the unspoken side of our connection was we saw an issue and we didn't really have to run it by each other to know that we had to deal with this issue (laughs) Which I think was probably what has made us one of the more consistent collaborators from folks in college. Because um, you made a film called Hand in Glove, and it actually it had strategic sense to how the shots were placed. So you were the DP for a film I made called Technical Difficulties that summer. And that's that that still film, on Amazon. It's somewhere. <laughs> People have brought find it up it. to me. Yeah. It's, if you go to my I'm, website, you'll find it.
1: I love looking at old work. I know a lot of people who won't look at old work or like hate looking at it, but I, because like if there's, you know, there's a million things that make you cringe looking at something. Oh, yeah. make, but there's also, there's just these moments of pure inspiration that I just love. I so that's agree. That's got a and lot there's, of technical it, difficulties has a lot of wonderful little moments in it.
0: Yeah. It's not a complete whole, but it works in the moments and the moments that work really work. Um, And I think that's if you can say that about any short film that you made while you still had the teen in your number of age, you're you're pretty good. Um, So you and I worked together on and off for years. Um, We worked on writing together a few times and those didn't really come to fruition for several reasons. But for I think starting in December of 2019, I gave myself the pressure that I had to write a full feature by January 1st of 2020. I think that's that was the goal I gave myself. And I knew I wanted to do something mystery, something based on like these videos that Miranda would make as a kid because I thought they were really, really cute. Um, And would be a fun little Easter egg for me. Um, And I think you were there for that first reading. You might not have been. I don't think I was for the reading.
1: I had this script that script yeah. you're talking about. Because I actually remember I think I couldn't make the reading and I invited one of my friends over and like him and me and my brother did like our own reading to read through it.
0: Yeah. That was a fun which time. was
1: funny because we didn't have enough people. <laughs> so like we were struggling with the voices. That thing was a giant farce. And there's also one line that we couldn't stop laughing at because um. It's well. It's it's the scene's not in the current draft of the movie. No. at all, but it's, it's a lo- like, Yeah. Oh, it's it's there, so different. It's, it's an not the same drift, thing as yeah.
0: it, this is. We're not claiming we wrote this in a month. Yeah.
1: But um, uh, uh just real quick, uh, Detective Rose is looking at a car where a body was found, <laughs> and. They're trying to decide if it's murder or suicide. And the line that just stuck out to me so much because she thinks it's suicide because if it's murder, there would be signs of a struggle. And she says, look at the cans in the backseat. They would all be crushed up if there's a struggle. <laughs> these are immaculate cans. <laughs> and the phrase, these are immaculate cans, I just could not get over. I mean, and that kind of derailed the rest of our reading. <laughs> technically, it's correct. No, that's, yeah, that's why... <laughs> that added to the lyrics. I was like, I like this isn't in context out of place to say the clinical setting, but um, yeah, that, that yes. just always stuck out to me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I had cams. forgotten that line, and now I wish it was in the current <laughs> script in some way. <laughs> um, that, that does not give you any spoilers for this film. Um, So Daughters of the Domino, which is what it's called. Nathan and I, like that first draft, I was like, I'm not a funny guy. I don't I I sincerely don't believe I am particularly funny in that way. I'm very good on structure and plots. And I'm pretty good at figuring out what should go thematically and what places and what an audience needs at what moment. And you're very good at dialogue that sounds like human beings said it aloud. Like you're very good at making it sound distinct from each other, and not just like one person talking through these different characters, which is very needed. So that's and I have no handle
1: on structure so it like yes that.
0: like i remember so i was like hey here's like the plot line you do your own draft real quick and then over two months you wrote your own draft i took it then i'm like no this belongs here and just restructured it i don't think i changed a word of that but i'm like no we're gonna take this 30 right, pages possibly. and we're gonna throw it much later so i just rearranged that and then we worked off of that for another i want to say 14 months like throughout the entire pandemic we took that and just picked away at it what we liked what we didn't like. Full scenes were cut out. New scenes were added. Some scenes were brought back in. Yeah, and yeah, until... I think
1: you first. Well, first, there's that January 2020 you talked about, mm-hmm. and I think because obviously something rather disruptive happened a few months later. Uh, I don't um... know what are
0: talking about? Could it be like, did you have a an issue in the family, or was it the novel coronavirus? It was actually the novel coronavirus. <laughs> oh, oh, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but that affected me a bit, my lifestyle. <laughs> no, but um, to, to get back to the to the point, yeah, so I I don't know if it's directly because of that, but, you know, everyone went a little crazy for a few months, and I think it wasn't until, like, October or November mm-hmm. you reached out again and you asked what I was up to, and I was, like, working from home, but in, like, in a big way, my answer was just, like, nothing. <laughs> like, I'm not up to a thing. So that's when, and it wasn't starting completely from scratch, because you still the structure and, like, some yeah. important elements you wanted. But it was kind of throwing out most of the old script and started, yeah. starting. Yeah, which if you stretch. are
0: a writer, you have to be unafraid to do that if something's just not working. Like, yeah, you just really something. I-, I won't say drop something. Never give up, but don't be married to your original thoughts. Don't be so a... <laughs> married to it that you can't be flexible. Yeah, I have a book I'm writing that I gave up on. So... <laughs> I I sincerely think whatever you start, you finish and if you're not happy with it try again that's why i guess i've
1: currently given up on it yeah i got it was very pandemic inspired i'm like 50 pages in and another reference to an old student film i kind of realized that it's kind of the same plot as people by (laughs) accident which is my friend emily maholic wayne state filmmaker Mm -hmm. she directed it and came up with the story um and it's about a guy who is locked in his or he's not he's a bit of a recluse he wants to stay in his apartment and he basically just starts having all these weird hallucinations and freaking out and at the end it's revealed that he had carbon monoxide poisoning and the book i'm writing is about a kind of a reclusive guy who's living in his house and having all these hallucinations and i didn't get quite to the ending yet but i kind of realized that it's people too wow i
0: i mean i'm excited i hope there's a sequel (laughs) where you find out it wasn't carbon monoxide Oh, that uh that
1: one's not streaming people
0: no that one's pretty good um i like that one
1: that's another one where like i think emily's kind of embarrassed by it and took just in a old art kind of way i mean and i'm like no it's so good it's so beautiful there
0: there are some things that are better because like you've seen my film sunny days right yeah i think that film only works because of how amateurish it is because you see the twist coming even less because you think it's playing it so sincere because any other shitty student film would be played if we had done it in a more professional way the twist wouldn't work nearly as well
1: that's how the uh the thing you mentioned my very first like project Mm -hmm. hand in glove that you mentioned i love looking back on that it's the exact same thing i think that works so well because i had so little know-how my only like i had the story i like but my only thoughts were filming was just how do I frame this shot to be cool mm-hmm. and like if I I don't know if I if I'd known a little bit more I think in a weird way at that stage I would have like hampered myself like I don't I'm glad I know a lot more now mm-hmm. but at the time the fact that I had the kind of the confidence to just be like oh we're not gonna plan I'm just gonna show up with the camera and you and we'll figure out how to make it look cool like it yeah, yeah. It just worked perfectly which is for just
0: that. which a is just not the way to make films <laughs> no um uh, we don't want to frame this because we are running this because we're asking folks for money for them to trust us as professionals which we have since grown on to be professionals in our own right both in filmmaking writing
1: all that kind of stuff
0: um so i get paid
1: to film things now
0: yeah we are both (laughs) technically professionals in our industry but it is kind of fun to look back on where we started because aside from andrew who hosts this podcast with me nathan's probably like the longest dating back creator at least Consistency. it's like no matter what project i do you're usually there um from yeah. technical difficulties on yeah it was
1: and it's always been different roles like technical difficulties as writer and dp um then i did the music for good neighbors good fences yes when you did and you the re- opera and you wrote short. that
0: don't forget you oh wrote yeah it and <laughs> i wrote <laughs> it
1: yes i did and when you did uh i always pronounce it wrong lucecia L- luchica luchica when you did that i sat on a light because there weren't enough sandbags. <laughs> and it got a sunburn. <laughs> no, it wasn't he, a light, it was a big sheet
0: blocking a window. <laughs> and you know what? That movie looks great because you sat on that light. Yeah. That made all the difference. <laughs> I mean you have to agree that's like the best looking film we've done. Yeah. Um Yeah, even, it's even, really striking visually. Yeah. It's probably the one that will be seen by most people by the end of our lives, just because mm-hmm. it kinda it you don't need to like understand any language for it and play at any festival ever forever. That Um, is cool. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, like, the language barriers and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Daughters of the Domino, what's your soft pitch? Because you and I worked on that Kickstarter video, obviously, but that's my definition of what the plot is. How would you describe it to people without trying to spoil it? Because this is a mystery, and we, we do have to watch our words very carefully here.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, let me double-check real quick again before I start talking about the plot. Is this edited at all? No. Are we live-live? We're live-live. So at the end of the movie, it's revealed that... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no. Don't. so what I would say... So Daughters of the Domino, first, you know, it's a tale of two daughters, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, Two sisters.
0: Well, technically... Or two daughters who are sisters. I mean, three daughters, because we're also considering Jules as a granddaughter. Like, there's a a lot of... of
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a title that's up for some interpretation. Yes. Like The Phantom Menace.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're just as good as The Phantom Menace, guys. Yeah, or Attack
1: of the Clones. Oh, damn it, the mirror messed me up. Oh yeah. But um so yeah, so it's a story of family. It's about it's family. That's what makes of, it powerful. And I think it's a story of wounds that have never healed. Yes. Which I think everyone can relate to. And especially people with family, which is that which is most people, not everyone. Yes. But family are just close people who you've been close to for a long time. Um it just kind of the ups and downs that come with that and how something that someone did or you perceive they did to you 20 years ago can still be so present today. And And I think that's really what's about because Nina's a detective who we meet um, and her father was a serial killer who she put away and her sister, Laura blames her for it, which kind of immediately may be like, wait, what? But, you gotta examine it's those family ties where kind of rationality immediately flies out the window
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so the arrest and everything all happened a long time ago and then um, their father the domino died recently and that is kind of what causes all the feelings to come up again and then so that I that's kind of when Jesse came with to me with the idea that was yes. the aspect of it that immediately I wanted to dive into more how because even from he-
0: draft one this was about the sisters at the core. Mm-hmm. They've changed yeah. what they do in the story very much, but no matter what, they're the core of the story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I loved that. And that also was a rich area to explore because, like, yeah. Jesse had a very, um, in a good way, because you, as a writer, you want, they had a very kind of sparse outline of kind of just yeah. main plot points. Um, so I was really excited to start writing. Like, who are these sisters? How are they going to interact with each other? How is a shadow of their father still present in their lives? And then and, and where
0: I was more like, here's the plot elements and here's the right. mystery side of it. And Nathan's like, who are these characters? Yeah.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But it was great, though, because it made it easy to dive into who are these characters because, and this is in the pitch, too, so this isn't a spoiler, because Laura Who's the older sister? Her daughter gets kidnapped. Yes. And- so it was, it's almost like a cool, uh, kind of a fill in the blank practice when you've got like the outline like that. And a really interesting, because often when I'm writing something on my own, it'll just, it's real easy to just keep going in a direction and just kind of trail off. And realize that there's like no plot happening. It's all just what the characters are thinking. So it was, it's fun to do that. And I love doing that. And you get a lot of good stuff like that. But knowing that you're building up to something so plot driven, the kidnapping, which is pretty different than a lot of the things I've usually written, was like a really interesting challenge. And kind of like it was fulfilling to, to figure
0: it out. I think think that like with filmmaking especially it's expensive and we try to not write too much to our limitations, but I mm-hmm. feel like in the end of the day, this is a very filmable movie. Um, while it does sound grandiose and bigger than life, it is At its core a very personal thing and which makes the describing the tone of it very difficult as you can see us kind of struggle with with the kickstarter um so my good friend brent black who's been on this podcast a couple times went over it a couple times in a couple of variations and he's like the biggest thing is like i've read the script it's very funny and the plot just read on its face doesn't read that funny it feels like grimdark so The biggest tightrope to walk in pitching this movie is to be like, yeah, these things are happening. But with family dramas, it's often very funny, very tense, and very relieving when you can get those emotions out. I think a lot of
1: times, too, when people are their most stressed or most kind of like grasping at straws in a weird way, they become their most hilarious.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like having to walk the tightrope of just normal society and just how people act in the world and having to pretend to like put on the telephone voice to put on your different coding for different situations can lead to humor and a lot of funny moments despite what's going on despite how dark the things seem so that's the reason why it's like Miranda I think said it brilliantly like it's not one note it's terrifying it's thrilling and also hilarious
1: which I think is can be very compelling yes um in a in a way where it keeps you on your toes like a, a plot with with kidnapping with with murder with mystery that already has you on your toes Yes, and the lightness the humor i think it can add a lot of welcome levity but can also heighten those dramatic horrible moments where a second ago we were laughing and now this is happening and yes it can be jarring, but it's also, I think, really in a weird way, like that really speaks to real life to me too. Mm-hmm. And you it's know, like also about A horrible about day isn't horrible the whole time. There yeah. are moments of goodness, and sometimes... It's welcome, and sometimes it's horrible because you're having such a good day, and then this horrible thing happened.
0: And also, narratively, it's about picking your moments. You're not going to want to undercut what is an emotional beat with a joke, but you also need to make these folks seem human. And that's that's one of my big problems with, like, Denis Villeneuve. Um, none of them come off as human. Man, except... the first time I
1: heard his name pronounced... I was reading Dennis Villeneuve, but anyway, that's a tangent you were saying.
0: (laughs) Um, Like everyone was complaining about Dune not having any jokes, but it has like two, Um, but they all kind of sound like the same human being talking, which is my biggest issue. And humor is a very good differentiator between what kind of person this person A is and what kind of person person B is, Um, Mm -hmm. as well as I think it makes the sadder parts even sadder because of how far you fell.
1: Um, yeah, I, mean, that... I will say
0: Dune is not a hilarious book. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it is a hilarious film when directed by uh, David Lynch, in my opinion. That yes. film is a laugh a minute.
1: I love watching that film. <laughs> I couldn't get over uh, the, because I read the book first, right. and the, the weapons that they shoot with their, or don't they say it? They say, za! And yeah. that's how they shoot their gun. They literally, they're running za! I love it. Incredible. It's pure inspiration. It's David Lynch had an idea and he liked it and he went with (laughs) it. I love it.
0: I love it so much. Yeah. um, I I can watch that movie anytime. I will never watch the Denis Villeneuve Dune again. It was fine. I enjoyed it, but I'll never watch that again. I will watch the one I've given that a rewatch. I'm excited to see
1: the number of sequels they're going to do.
0: Don't do too much. Because
1: while there's like six books before his son took over and now there's like 12 books, um but there's like a trilogy is the main one but they're already splitting the first movie and the first book into two movies so i wonder if they're planning to do four movies or if they're planning to stop after the, but anyway
0: i'm interested it's, in that this is exhausting man um i do want to dive we are recording this on october 6 2022 our third day into our kickstarter our goal is twenty thousand. um and as of this morning, and recording this at 10.47 a.m., we are 16% funded. And it's not amazing, but that's pretty good. There's still hope. I think it's There's amazing. still hope. I mean... I've never I... had
1: people just hand that amount of money over before.
0: <laughs> and I do want to dive into who they are, because I feel like that's worthwhile doing. So if you would. Yeah join me in what is going to be a little bit monotonous, but let's dive into it. The first person to donate, the first one, is RJ Narija, who is one of the patrons of my podcast. Um, They've supported me for a long time, and I appreciate it. $50. You rock, RJ. Um, next up, the second person to donate early in the morning, and he later told me that it was what he woke up to. again Reviews, Sebastian Canino, very good person. Donated enough to be able to be a voice cameo in the film, so so that's going to be really exciting um, another patron Jessica T donated um, was the fourth one in um, with another good donation a pretty good one um dakota watkins one of my best friends since i was in like middle school very good person love to death i stood in his wedding he donated as well avery who i think might be avery brinson of the patreon but either way thank you very much for your donation anthony sylvie's another person i've known since elementary school very kind seventh one in um angel thank you i don't know who you are angel but that was a very kind donation that's Um, even cooler in a
1: way yeah. Someone was just um, sold on
0: the pitch. <laughs> I think that's it. And then we have Alondra M. Perez-Marias Ramirez. Um, don't know who you are. Thank you so much for your donation, Frank Seacon, who we both know worked on a bunch of films with us. Good man, one of the coolest guys out there. Um, when I shot, <laughs> I will always remember him when I'm on Hazel's eye set and he wore the Toby Maguire Pizza Time shirt. And I just <laughs> that is how he will always look to me. <laughs> um then of course my father donated because you know your daddy has to um thanks dad um jack jansen who i don't know who you are but thanks for the donation and that it's a pretty sizable donation too um Jack, jack that was very nice um i appreciate you diane karsh um another donor um very very kind Person, thank you for that. Um, Michael Short, who you had some fun with, um, Nathan, he's Santa Claus. Yes, he looks very much like Santa Claus. He no, he's dressed of... as Santa Claus in
1: the picture. It's he not is. just that he looks like him, he, he looks like him too. Well, he does. But, I mean, the red hat adds a
0: lot to it. Um, yeah. I don't know who Bull, this is, but... yes. I worked with him for a long time. He's a good man. Um, Blue View um, donated. I don't know who you are, but thank you very much. Um, My Aunt Andrea donated as well. Yay, family. Um, Another person I don't know, Anthony Clark Brown. I believe they might be a fan of the podcast, but if you're out there, please let me know who you are. That that, that was very kind of you. Um, And then, of course, Dakota's wife, Emily, um, donated, and that was great. Um, Roxanne Kaczarski, good old donation. Thank you so much, Roxanne um brent black everyone's favorite guest on musicals or cheese had to donate under penalty of death um thank you brent um Mackenzie donated thank you very much for that toriana fraser another patron of the podcast thank you so much for that john michael shot um i don't know who you are uh, but i'm grateful that you did it it means a lot to me um pam Chamel Chimmel. Okay, I'm gonna spell it and you're gonna tell me how you think it's pronounced. c h m i e l chamil. Um, let's go with that. Oh um, don't know who you are. very large donation. Thank you. <laughs> Um, My good, good friend Gabrielle Day um, donated one of the kindest, most hardworking people I've ever met. Thank you so much. Isaac Wilkins, someone I did not know and did not know me before this Patreon existed and donated quite a bit of money um, right away. Um, Very, very kind. They've worked as a line producer in Hollywood and a bunch of things. Very, very cool of them to do this. Um, Has Caddy, don't know who you are. Thank you so much um, for donating. They're apparently from Kansas City, which is pretty cool cool um kansas city kansas or oklahoma uh, or also might have that wrong kansas yeah (laughs) um kansas city missouri no it's in missouri the one you're thinking of um mason love (laughs) another person on uh, that donated quite a bit thank you very much jen hilson one of my good good friends um hannah Nice, you know her oh yeah Robert McLaughlin, another person that I've known for a very long time, donated quite a bit. Sven Pape, um, I believe that's it. I think they might know me through the podcast, but I'm not quite sure. And then, with a pretty sizable donation, Schaeferlis Productions, um, very kind person, retweeted right away and donated quite a bit to this, so thank you for that. Christy Esterly, who you might know as Musical Hell, donated. Josh Rogers, a person I've known. And finally, Mark Phillips. um, Don't know who you are. Grateful to have you on the board though and that is everyone that's donated bringing our grand total up to nathan do you want to give a pitch before i read it a pitch yeah how much do you think we got just from those names
1: uh one thousand six hundred
0: dollars three thousand two
1: hundred and forty six dollars i was half (laughs) Look at that. That's a good way to be wrong.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, we have 28 days to go, so we're not quite there yet. We're only at 16%, but if we keep this momentum, we might be able to make our goal. So if you could, even if you've donated or if you don't have the funds to donate, it would mean the world to me if you would share the Kickstarter, share it with your parents. If you got a rich uncle, convince them to give us some money. Um, not, It's not just throwing your money at the wall. You will be getting a lot of things out of this. We are offering a lot of fun perks. People have redeemed the perks, so the people are getting this stuff. Um, yeah, and sincerely, I want to make sure that I'm as transparent as possible here. Um, so my email is open my dms on twitter are open if you have any questions about this come come together yes and i think a lot of folks just know me as goofy podcast man so nathan i want you to ask you basically as someone that's worked on many sets with me how am i different on a set and emma do you believe in your whole heart i'm able to do this yeah my
1: whole heart no i'm kidding no i do yeah you're like you're very you're a good person to have on set, a good person to be in charge of the set. Like, you're there treating everyone respectfully, but you're not just, like, joking and relaxing and having a good time. No, There's, like, a focused relax. atmosphere where people are allowed to to be relaxed in the sense that, like, you're not nervous. No one's being, uh... Like, unkind to anyone or anything like that. But it is like everyone shows up, and I think you do like inspire everyone to just work hard in like with like a positive attitude mm-hmm. to it. But you also, you, like, you've that's very important um, on any team, including a film team. But you've also just got like lots of know how. And besides that, you bring in really good people, which I think is a really good quality to like know who you can hire to hire or, or to like handle something, you know, because mm-hmm. filmmaking is such a collaborative thing, you can't do it all on your own. So the fact that you've got, you know know the people to bring in and how much direction to give them and when to let them make make the creative decisions.
0: Mm -hmm. And we can't really announce any cast right now, but we do have a couple people signed on, and this is really going to be good, guys. This is going to be really... Really interesting. It's going to be such yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I really am trying to talk around this, but it's exciting after all the readings, all the other stuff, like it's finally going to come to life and man, I, I'm I'm mostly just excited it used to be like I was terrified but now I'm just kind of like hey this might come together Me Too.
1: it feels very I don't want to say it feels unreal because that's too easy and it, it's in a lot of ways it's the opposite because it's becoming so real but just the way it was the midst of the pandemic when we started and you were always saying like this is something I want to actively make so that, that was yeah. always the plan we're working to but there was something just about the the isolation everyone was in where it kind of felt like oh we're making a movie it'd be cool if movies ever got made again someday <laughs> yeah it if did I, feel it is, it's real
0: fanciful in yes, the midst of 2020 yeah, it. where it's like we're gonna make a movie yeah will movies exist <laughs> next year yeah. and now it's back up and life is mostly normal-ish um i don't want to say that because i literally got covid a few months ago and boy it sucks don't get covid kids i still haven't Yes, I'm so happy. And I will be damned before I see anyone get COVID on this set. I am am taking the precautions.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a safe set when we did Good Neighbors, Good Fences last year um mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's yeah, yeah it's bad. So, covid shooting hell
0: yeah it'll be a good time and don't forget it, we're not going to disappear after after the kickstarter's gone you guys g- are gonna get updates you guys are gonna get a lot of cool stuff it's gonna be a good time and on that note nathan is there anything you want to promote out for people to find you
1: uh i'm on i'm on the twitter at Thing, no, yes, Thing and Nathan Said. I wanted things Nathan Said, but it didn't fit. Uh, I'm on YouTube, just my name, Nathan Keelan. And yeah, Detroit Media Productions. You should check them out. Detroit Media Productions is a company I run with my brother. And we're pretty great. We do lots of music videos, music performances. Uh, I did some photography of a chef once. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah that's ways to find me
0: and if you want to see nathan's award-winning performance in his film human food it is his pin (sighs) tweet on twitter and yeah he won the best actor award of that i think that's one of the one rare times where you and i were head-to-head in competition before and that was a good that was a good year that's a ton
1: of fun while you kind of swept all the other awards but then i got best actor which was a ton of fun because you know obviously yeah. it makes you feel good inside to have people tell you that, but also my um friend who was going to be the main character um got sch- his work schedule changed late so he's only available half the day so I had to be filmmaker. Main <laughs> yeah, it was a completely different thing than I envisioned, wow. but yeah, it was a ton of fun. It was fun to do. I uh, was really happy and kind of honored to win the and we won audience favorite, which yeah. like you know the people I mean, decided. Nathan That's tech- the real best award.
0: Nathan, there were four audience favorites. You had me, you, and two other people. All four of us. No, I won
1: audience favorite.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. So you 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 can watch that. You watch Hazel's Eyes, and you can make them fight. Take take the YouTube videos and make them fight.
1: Yeah. They're very different films. I actually would. I would go watch both of them because they're yeah they're wildly different, and I think they're both really great. I
0: also think they both show both of our strengths. To be honest, I think that human food shows your strength as a writer and actor and comedian and hazel's eyes is like my idea of like a structured idea that might not be the most developed characters in the world
1: yeah well without spoiling a human food is all just i had this pile of sticks that my landlord left in the backyard <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna find a way to use this and i had a pool that we hadn't taken down yet in october and i found a way to use that too <laughs>
0: What a good time what a fun That's time. A great time um yeah watch our films but most importantly donate to our kickstarter so we can make our biggest film um all right guys we'll see you next time and next friday we got another kickstarter friday oh wait hold on go go donate at daughters of the domino.com or our kickstarter page in the links below no, now get out of here go do it go go